good for us. God's way of sharing his plan, thoughts, his heart with us. When it comes to this time, we should be most attentive. And there's something that the Lord really wants to say today. And I want to hear it. Elder Johnson quoted the scripture earlier. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain. He went on to say that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. The good news is that Elder Johnson already talked about that part. So now I don't have to. I can focus in on what I came to talk about, which is that you should go and bring forth fruit. And that your fruit should remain. Now that's the part I came to talk about. I came to talk about why he called us. You see, he gave his reason for calling them. Now, to give you a little history, in chapter 14, Jesus has alerted them to the fact that he would be leaving them. And he tells them that the Holy Spirit is going to come in his place. Now, in one place, apostle, he says, now, if you really knew me and were connected to me, you kind of be happy I'm going because you know that I'm going back to the Father, the Holy Spirit's being released, and things are moving along according to plan. And he starts talking to them about being connected. He says, you have to be connected to me because I am the true vine. Now, commentators say that he was standing in front of the temple and there was something called the golden vine. And the golden vine was supposed to represent Israel. And if you go through the scripture, you find that he, he, he talks about Israel being a vine. And so Jesus, think about it, picture this. If this is true, what the commentators say, he's standing in front of the temple, in front of the golden vine, and the disciples are all admiring it. And Jesus says, I see you looking at that vine, but I am the true vine. And my father is the husband man. He's the farmer. He's the one who planted the vine, you see. And you are the branches. And the only way for you to do what you're called to do, which is produce fruit, is for you to stay connected to me. Because without me, you can do nothing. But if you stay connected to me, I, 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 can, I can be productive through so he talks about pruning, and he talks about cutting away, and he talks about being thrown into the fire. And he goes through all of these things. He gets back down to verse 16 here, and he says, see, I, I want you to understand something. Because he talks to them about being friends. I have to talk about it. He talks about them being friends. He says, you were friends. And he says, you're no longer servants. You're friends. He said, because the servants don't know uh, what the master is doing. But everything my father told me to tell you, I've told you. So, Because I only tell my secrets to my friends. I don't talk to everybody about my business. I wish I had a witness here. When, 
He says, when I start telling you something, you know that you're a friend of mine. In fact, that's how all of us ought to be. You, you can't tell everybody everything. This is a side note. I know this ain't a part of the sermon, but some stuff you tell folk, some stuff you post, post on Facebook, you should have kept to yourself. Or waited at least until you had a real friend you could talk to. But anyway, Jesus said, you're my friends. And then, because now they're feeling real good about themselves, right? Because they're friends of Jesus. And not everybody was a friend of Jesus. And, and so Jesus said, but hold up. Let me explain something to you. I chose you. You didn't choose me. See, what would happen in that day, you have to understand, there were lots of disciples and there were lots of teachers. And so what happened is some disciples would choose a teacher based on what they liked about him. You understand? They would choose a teacher, and they would go, and they would say, oh, that dude can really teach that word, so I'm going to go and get up under him. Kind of like we, we think we do now. And so, um, you know, cause some of us thought we chose the church. Anyway, let's keep moving. So what he says is, you have not chosen me, but I chose you. So he says, listen to this. Do three things. You ready? I called you, I gifted you, and I assigned you. I did all three. I did all three. I called you, I gifted you, and I assigned you. You didn't work this thing up in you that you have. God said, I gave you that. If you can preach, I gave you that. If you can sing, I gave you that. If you can draw, I gave you that. If you can dance, I gave you that. Whatever it is, he said, listen, I called you, I, I gifted you, and I gave you your assignment. Here's what he said. You're here because I chose you, not because you chose me. I need to put things in this proper perspective because he is reminding them of how they came into relationship with him. You see, I've heard testimonies from people who say, uh, back in 1976, I chose the Lord. The reality is, is when you were in your mother's womb, God chose you. Before we even even had any sense to know that we were in the world, we were already chosen. I wish I had a witness in here. Anybody glad that the Lord chose you? Because to tell the truth, if I had to do the choosing, I'd probably still be in the world turning one up right now. Come on, you know it's Super Bowl Sunday. I'd be getting my 12 packs together. I ain't got no witnesses in here because all y'all been saved all your life. But I wouldn't be at no church having no Super Bowl party. I'd be at the real party. If it had not been for the fact that the Lord chose me, somebody touch your neighbor and say, I got to tell the truth in here today. He chose me. I wasn't even looking for him. I just went to church because somebody invited me. He started messing with my heart, Sister King, and he started calling me, and I felt something on the inside of me saying, you need to walk down that aisle and give the preacher man your hand and give God your heart. And the next thing I knew, I was weeping like a newborn baby, standing up there in front of with my heart self, standing in front of all them other people crying my eyes out because Jesus touched me. Oh, he touched me. I ain't going to even go there because we'll never get finished. And oh, the joy that floods my soul. If it happened to you, stand up and sing it. Something, yes, happened. Woo! And now I know what happened. He touched me. Yes, sir. And made. 
better give him praise right there. Come on, everybody give him praise right there. Give him glory right there. He did that thing. Tap your neighbor and say, he did that thing. Come on, tell him, look at me. Look me up and down. Look at where I am. He did this right here. Don't y'all be scared. He did this right here, y'all. He did this right here. He did this. I'm in church every Sunday, Bible study every Tuesday and every Wednesday, reading my Bible, getting on my knees and praying, lifting my hands up. Oh, he did this here. Anybody know he did this thing here? <laughs> he did this here, Ed. He chose you. He chose you, man. If I hadn't talked to you yet, I'm going to talk to you in a minute. They did not see him first. He saw them first. He saw you before you ever saw him. He saw you coming. Now what did he see? Because see, some people, you know, we sit in church. I was one of them. I was one of them too. I sit in church and say, y'all church people, I can understand him choosing y'all. You don't know me. Ain't no way he going to choose me, though. I hear you, pastor. Pastor didn't wear jerseys back when I was little. They wore robes to the flow. They looked too celestial. You understand? <laughs> I couldn't identify with that. The deacons had on white. I couldn't. I, I was too dirty for all of that. So I understand him choosing you, but he ain't going to choose me. Not me. Who did he see? He saw fishermen. Tax. And a Judas. He saw some dirty brothers. He, he, he saw a knife toting, profanity using dude named Peter who would cut you if you ran up on him funny. Y'all don't want to have no church today. Did y'all want to have church on Super Bowl Sunday? Peter, if you ran up on Jesus, Peter would cut you. That's who he saw, and he, and he chose him knowing he carried a knife. Oh, y'all think that that was the first day Peter had a knife? You think that was the first? Man, that joker ran up on Jesus, and Peter went. He went and got Matthew, Levi. He went and got him while he was at, at the booth collecting taxes. So it wasn't like he didn't know. You know what I'm saying? One or somebody, somebody come and say, I need to let you know something about this dude, Matthew. Uh, Jesus, you chose him, but I just need to let you, in, just, just in case you didn't know, I need to let you know that he's a, a, a low-down, good-for-nothing, dirty tax collector. And Jesus said, yeah, uh, that's what he was doing when I called him. See, what I'm saying is, there ain't nothing nobody can tell Jesus about you. Ah! 
Somebody ought to run in this place. They, they ain't no dirt. They ain't no, they ain't no closet they can open up so that your skeletons can fall out. Because when he called you, he knew exactly who you are. You have no secrets with God. So there ain't no way that somebody can make you shame in front of your Jesus. Somebody ought to shout, yes. We worrying about people knowing our secrets and, and then don't want nothing to do with us. But I'm going to tell you, you serve the one who knows everything there is to know about you. He knows your thoughts from afar off. And he still says, come here. I got to hurry. I got to hurry. And as for us, and as for us, John 3.16 says it best. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have. He loved the world, man. Everybody. All them their sinners. He loves them. He loves me, oh, how he loves me, oh, how he loves me, oh, how he loves Even people who don't go to church can sing that. Jesus, he was letting them know that he owed them nothing. But it was them that owed him everything. He was saying, I don't owe y'all a thing. You owe me everything. Isn't it amazing that although he owes us nothing, he gives us everything. We owe him everything. Don't want to give him nothing. We got to think about whether or not we're going to sacrifice for the Lord. I'm saying he, he owes us nothing but is willing to give us everything. And when he asks us for something, we got to think about it. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Something as simple as giving an offering. He gave us the job, gave us the health, gave us the soundness of mind. Gave us the ability to go get a check. Gave us the, a bank to go cash it in. Gave us a wallet that we think we bought. Gave us every dime we got. And he said, let me have a dime out of that dollar. I got to think about it. Gave us our life and we debating on whether or not we going to give it to him. I got to move on from there because I don't want anybody to get mad. But... He was telling them that everything they had and everything they did and everything they were was because of him. Could I tell you the truth today? You don't have anything that God didn't give you. And you'll never become anything that God won't make you. Yeah. I make my own decisions. Well, if you do, God gave you a mind to make some with. What if God just cut your brain, just slap off? What if he just walked up to your brain and just. 
What if he say, I'm going to cut your wind off? What if he says something like, I'm just going to turn off all the oxygen? That's what I'm saying. That you owe it all to God. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed me white as snow. If you saved, he did that. You sitting here this morning, he did that. He's letting them know, you owe me everything. And that's what he's saying to him. And it's the same with us. We owe. And he says, all I want you to do for me, all I want you to do for me, just one simple thing, bear fruit. I'm not asking for a whole lot. I just need you to do me one, one favor, just one solid. Do me one solid, bear fruit. And, and I want you to bear fruit, but I don't want you to be all, all, all you know what I'm saying, all, you know what I'm saying, all, all, all crazy, you know what I'm saying, all, all, you know what I'm saying, I, I, I need some, some consistency out of you. I don't need you doing it one day and then not the other. I, I, I don't need you off and on. I, I don't need you fluctuating on me. I need you to have fruit that remains. That's what I need from you. I, I, I need that. I need that. I need, I need some results. I need some results. I, I made a big investment, and I need some results. I mean, I mean, if you invest inside a stock, you want some results. Am I right about it? You're going to check that little portfolio out, and you want to see. When I see you shaking your head, you invest that money. You want to see some results, don't you? You ain't trying to just throw your money away. You, I mean, you understand? So God said, look here, I gave my son for you, and I need to see some results. I need to see some evidence that he was given for you. I need to see some evidence. I see you going to church, but baby, that ain't evidence I see you singing but that ain't evidence I see you preaching but brother not even that is evidence I need to see something happening in your life I need to see something in your Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday I need to see something in the days when you ain't around church folk when you're not in the house of God when you don't have on your church clothes when you're not getting your little shout on I need to see something in you on the days when you're by yourself and the devil tempts you to do wrong I need to see you say, no devil. Oh, grab your neighbor and say, he wants some fruit from you. He wants some fruit. If you ain't never seen your neighbor before, say hello, introduce yourself. And then after you get through introducing yourself, say, he wants some fruit, by the way. He says this, I want you to be changed by your relationship with me. I want you to be changed by your relationship with me. I want you to be the kind of Christian that what you say and how you live matches up. I don't want you to be the kind of person that just talks about it. Brother Dylan, he wants us to be the kind of person that what? Be about it. Because we can talk a good game. Can I get a witness in here? Anybody remember Barney Fife? Barney Fife could talk a good game, but he didn't have but one bullet, and it was in his pocket. Somebody say amen. They wrote a song about him that said Barney Fife had one bullet in his pocket, had a jail, and couldn't lock it. Somebody say amen. But if you let Barney tell the story, 
Barney will have you thinking that he was a wide herb. And that's the way some Christians are. We tell the stories. We talk about how good we are and how much we live for the Lord. But if somebody watched us closely, they'd see that what we say and what we do sometimes doesn't line up with one another. But we said a couple of weeks ago, real life is a church with a standard. And we're not into playing that church game. I need some real life, full life people to give God the glory off up in here. We ain't going to be creep, 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 creeping like Luther used to tell us to do. And then come to the church and sing a song about Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Do you really? Well, then fix that. I ain't talking about pray that the Lord take it away. Paul said, when I was a child, I spoke like one. I acted like one. I heard like one. I played like one. But when I became a man, I put the childish things away. If you ain't scared of your neighbor, tell them, put your toys away. That stuff you're playing with is dangerous. Then we're going to come off up in here. Oh, anyway, and get in front of God and act like it's all good because nobody saw us, but somebody saw us. He says, I sit high. I'm sitting on the circle of the earth, baby. Ain't no better seat than the one I got. Sometimes it feels like somebody's watching me. <laughs> He is. He's watching. Mother, it'll either scare you or bless you. It depends on how you live. Anyway, 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 anyway. I want you to live like you know me. I want you to live like you love me. This is what he said to me last night. I want you to live like you spent time with me. I want you to live like I'm in you and you're in me. Uh, one time when Peter and those were, were arrested and Peter and them began to talk about it. And they said, I, I seen too much. I think Elder Smith talked about that last week. He said, I seen too much and I heard too much uh, to, to quit now. And, 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 and they looked at him and they said, what are we going to do with these fellas? And they say, you know what? I, I, I don't know what we're going to do with them. But I tell you one thing. I know they've been with that dude, Jesus. <laughs> See, our conduct. Come on. And our character. Ought to say that person has been with Jesus. Without you saying anything. I know, I know. People need to be blown away. Because you don't act like the world. Somebody on your job step to you, get up in your space. You know how we are about folk getting up in our space. Oh, y'all. Well, I'm going to talk about me. Because I mean, because everybody ain't ready to put it out there yet. But you can say what you want to say over there. Don't get all up in here. Because before I got saved, you got off up in here something I wasn't responsible for. I'm just telling the truth. Shaming the devil. That's who it used to be. I ain't him no more. 
They get up in your space and they say all kind of stuff to you. And you just cool with that thing. The Holy Spirit just saying, let it go, let it go, let it ride, let it let it go, let it ride, 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 let it go, let it ride. Because then, then the Holy Spirit stops whispering to you, vengeance is mine. I will repay. And you just step off that thing and walk away smiling because you know, oh, I ain't got to get you because God's got you. And then everybody who saw it happen, Ethel, everybody who saw it happen, Pat, they'll look at you and they'll say, child, if that was me, I would have, I would have, and I would have. And you say, no, baby, I don't do that no more because I know that God's got me. Somebody shout, God's got me covered. There's a song we used to sing from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Look at your neighbor and say, God's got you. (laughs) Side note, you don't have to say or do nothing. He says, I bless those who bless you. (laughs) He ain't playing. He ain't playing. There must be evidence. There must be evidence. I believe here he speaks of the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is, it's up on the, come on, let's read it. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. There's no situation under which the fruit are illegal or out of order. He says, I need you to have that stuff. Because if you're in me, because if you look at this, Jesus exemplified all of that. So if he's in us, that means we should be exemplifying all of that. I'm going to get to it in a minute. I'm going to get to them. What time is it? Oh, we're doing real good. Okay, so, 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 so listen. Amplified version. Let's put that up on the screen. You ready? But the fruit of the Spirit, the result of his presence within us is love, unselfish concern for others, joy, listen to this, inner peace, patience, not the ability to wait, but how we act while waiting. Ay, ay, ay. Kindness, goodness. Faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. That's what I need to see. He said, that's what I need to see in you. I need to see some self-control. S-E-L-F, control. I need to see you say no. I don't need you saying take over. I need you to have been I done took over. I took over the day you gave me your life. Now, quit taking back control. I need you to be patient. I don't need you to just wait. I need you to wait with the right attitude. I need you to be kind. I need you to love some folk. I need you to have some joy sometime. I need you to have some inner peace. 
Yeah, all the time. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, it came out the other way, but you know. Yeah, oh yeah. We getting to that. Because I have a job for you. I need you to go out and bear some fruit. Well, wait a minute. I thought you just said that this was the fruit. Oh, there's more fruit. There's more fruit. I need you to bring others into relationship with me. The problem is if you're fruitless, it's going to be hard to convince somebody else that he can change them if we ain't changed. So we're going to him and we're preaching up a storm, laying down good scripture, and then we go two minutes later and live like we ain't never met Jesus. Huh? I'm not talking about sin. I'm talking about no joy. I'm talking about our upper lip looking like we smell something. Just all the time, just looking angry. I don't know how we could be Christian and mad all the time. I ain't getting that. No peace, no self-control, no temperance, going off at the drop of a hat, cussing about traffic. Really, traffic? I mean, seriously, traffic? A line of cars? You cussing about a line of cars? Somebody in front of us going slow. We speed around them. And it ain't enough to speed and break the law. But then we're going to look at them. If you can't say amen, just lift your hand and say, Lord, help me. I'm going to tell you, I laugh at people who speed around me. I laugh at them. I laugh till my stomach hurt. Because every time they speed around me, the Lord fix it. Where when we get to the light... We sitting right next to one another. And I'm like, and this me. You did all that to get around me. And here we are together. Y'all better learn how to relax. Better learn how to be cool. Let stuff go. Stop getting your blood pressure all up. Over stuff that don't even matter. They called Jesus the devil and he was like, you going to say something? I guess Jesus was saying, I know I ain't the devil. Getting mad, fighting with somebody over something they said about you, you already know ain't true. Let me hurry. I got to get off that because I don't want nobody to get mad. Somebody shout fruit. He said, I want you to go to church. He said, I want you to preach. He said, I want you to sing. He didn't say, I want you to shout. He said, I called you. Bear fruit. I called you to change you. And then I called you to call others to come to me and be changed. But they're going to need to see the change in you before you tell them I can change them. 
Let them see so much in me and you that they want what you have. Let the fruit in you have its expression in the way you live. Do what I taught you to do. Say what I taught you to say. Love the way I taught you to love. Forgive the way I taught you to forgive. Serve the way I taught you to serve. In other ways, show them me in you. And be consistent in both, by the way. Be fruitful and stay fruitful. I have the, can we have the, the topic, Daddy? Somebody shout, you can't have my fruit. Now, when I was a little boy, when I wanted fruit, we had a plum tree. Little plum trees have little yellow plums. It was short, so I didn't have to do nothing. I just would go and pick them. My grandma would release, release me to pick them, but other people had fruit trees. And when I was a little boy, everybody said, little boy, little boy. I used to jump the people's fence. I was a little boy. I was a little boy now. I was something when I was little, y'all. But my grandmama and them prayed me in. They did. I jumped the fence. And if the fruit was too high for me to get, I grabbed the tree. Some of y'all, some of y'all were fruit robbers too, ain't it? Some of y'all fruit, and I would. And we had a, I was a fruit robber, and, and, the, and, and, and Lord forgive me, the church across the lane, forgive me Father, had a pecan tree. And the branches were too high, so I'd take a stick. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. Some of y'all were right there with me in another neighborhood. Come on. <laughs> We probably were doing it at the same time. You were just across town somewhere or in another state. <laughs> Some of y'all laughing because you did it. <laughs> I used to shake the tree. Why? Why did I shake it? I wanted, I wanted the fruit. Problem was, wasn't my fruit. But I wanted it. It belonged to somebody else. So I was willing to shake it to steal it. I couldn't have it as long as it was still on the branch. But if I could just get it loose. You see, there's an enemy that wants your fruit. His name is Satan. I think John 10.10 10 says, John 10.10 10 says, come, can we put it up there? Can we put it up there? John 10.10 10 says that the, the thief... Uh, uh, where is it? Come on, come on. There it is. The thief cometh not but for to, come on, steal, come on, and to kill and what? To destroy. Stop there. So, so this thief is trying to get your fruit. And, 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 and so when he wants your fruit, he's going to shake you. So see, some, some people, he, he wants your peace so bad, so he shakes your finances. Y'all ain't going to help me. Y'all not going to go with me. So he'll shake your finances and get your money funny so you can lose your peace. And, and, and some of us lose joy, too, along with the peace. Sometimes he shake us in our body. We have somebody come up and say something mean and nasty to us. You got to remember, whenever that stuff happens, he's just... And what you got to learn how to say is, you can't have my fruit. 
you can't have my joy. You can't have my peace. You can't have my patience. You can't have my faith. Come on, you need to say that thing right now. I hear you, Sister Moore. I hear you. You can't have my fruit because it's too valuable. And, and by the way, God gave me this. I've been through much, through too much in the formation of the stuff in my life. For me to just let you come and take it from me. The old devil, you are a liar. This joy I have. You ain't getting this. Not one piece. Because God told me. He chose me for this, and I take this seriously. He chose me of all people. He could have left me out there. He could have left me in my own power, doing my own will, so I could have destroyed myself. But he loved me so much, he called me out of that mess. And all he asked for me to do is bear fruit. So you crazy if you think you're getting this here. I bet I'll fight you in worship. I bet I'll praise God until my joy runs over. I, you mess with me if you want to. I'll quote some scripture. You'll back up off me. I'm going to quote something. I beheld Satan fall from heaven as lightning. You whipped anyway. He keeps coming after God's people. And the stuff that you've been operating in, that's the stuff he comes after. Am I lying about it? Soon as you get your peace, soon as that thing seemed consistent, soon as it seemed to be growing real good, here he comes with some of his foolishness. Oh, see, real quick, like you got to say, uh-uh, you can't have this. I need this. My kids need to see this. My wife needs to see me being a man of faith. Because see, brothers, if he can shake your fruit, it's going to make it easier for him to get, come here, baby. Come here, baby, real quick. Because see, I know, I know y'all, I know ladies. Y'all like to be beside us. I know, you know what I'm saying, uh, beside every good man. That, but in some cases, see, there are some circumstances where my boo can't be beside me. There are some cases 
which, we, which, which is when we are under spiritual attack right. that I have to say, And if he can shake me, and if we have kids behind her, we have cousins at the family reunion, uncles and aunts who don't know the Lord, a neighbor next door who's lost, he can shake us. Then when we go try to get our neighbor, we try to go get our neighbor. He shakes us. Our neighbor sees it. And then our neighbor just turns right back around. Because we testify with this and not with this. He said, that's why your fruit are important. Because fruit have seed in it that reproduces after its own kind. See, fruit, trees don't eat their fruit. Fruit not for the tree. Fruit for the farmer. Now, my understanding of it is that Jesus said, my father is the husband man. The fruit belongs to God. It's for his glory. He says, you to be fruitful. Your fruitfulness will cause fruitfulness. His fruitfulness will cause fruitfulness. Her fruitfulness will cause fruitfulness. Their fruitfulness will cause Fruitfulness. And he said, I have all this fruit to my glory. And we won't have kids who grow up in church watching us serve God, but then go home and don't see us live for God. And then they sitting there thinking, I don't know which one is my real mom and daddy. Because at church, they're like this. But at home. So then we, so then we fool around and get saved, saved. And then we looking at them when they're 18, wondering, well, why you won't live for the Lord? And they say, well, you showed me this. So I'm doing what you do, remember? So if we want generations of love God, your fruit have to be on board consistently has to what? Say the word R, remain. That word remain. Storms are going to come, but the fruit has to, people going to get on your nerves, but the fruit has to, Hard times are going to come, but the fruit has to. Father, we bless you. Thank you for your word.
know we heard you. In Jesus' name, amen.